0: I know meri baateh Sunkar meri umar ka pata If you've heard any other of my episodes, I sound, for the lack of a better word, very wise sometimes. Specifically when I share those anecdotes, they are tripping with wisdom. They are tripping with learnings. And it might sound like I am someone who's lived enough years to share all of these learnings, That I've acquired enough wisdom through this journey called life. But the truth is that I'm only 19. I know. People often compliment me for my maturity way beyond my age. Well, jokes aside, I am 19 when I'm recording this. But I'll be turning 20 in a couple of months. And had this been, let's say, 2000... I would have been very excited to turn 20 because 20s, you are young, you are the future, this is the prime age. But I think in 2023, turning 20 seems like a very big deal. It almost feels like you are getting old.
1: You're listening to Overthinking This by Ocean Ocean.
0: Hi guys, welcome to overthinking this my name is ocean and on this podcast called overthinking this all of us overthinkers We come together and we rant about things that only overthinkers think about So if you are a certified overthinker, please join the gang by hitting that follow button in today's episode We are talking about growing older and I know that the literal or the standard terms for growing old would be like maybe your 60s or beyond that but uh, i use a harsh term such as getting older for my 20s because of the narratives that has been associated to growing older and as we go ahead in this episode we'll understand where i'm coming from but we are growing older and i say we're growing older and i use such a harsh term because it seems like everybody is achieving so much at such a young age right like billy eilish had six grammys at 18 nine year olds are entrepreneurs and 10 year olds are being featured in times magazine and all of those things and it makes you wonder if you're running out of time it makes you wonder if should man you could not attain a lot in your teenage because teenage is like this is the prime era and specifically with the coming of social media i think and where like social media influencers and content creators are a big deal usually young people thrive more on those platforms i'm going to turn 20 and i feel like You know, I did not buy my first house or my first car in this age. It's a weird feeling and thus I use the term getting old in this context. When I was younger, certainly growing old or like getting older was something that I was excited about. Like for example, a lot of times I speak to people my age and they always talk about how they want to go back to being a kid. I disagree. I think I have more freedom of choice As a teenager, so I don't really want to go back to being a kid. I enjoy adulthood, but there's certain things about being an adult that absolutely terrify me. And now that I'm heading towards it, I'm like officially going to be 20, which is a pretty big deal. I'm pretty sure that you guys can also relate so let's just have a little catharsis session or like a cathartic session I don't know which one of them is correct in English I'm assuming it is cathartic a cathartic session or like a kata okay so if I say a catharsis session it means that a session of catharsis but if I say a cathartic session it would mean a session that is cathartic so whatever suits you you pick the words let's begin number one first thing that terrifies me is something that we kind of touched on previously. It is the pressure of achieving something at a young age. Oh boy. Look around, look at the most popular creators and they just keep getting younger. Entrepreneurs keep getting younger. The youngest of kids are getting featured on Times Magazine and it just makes you realize that okay I'm here at this age not doing much like sometimes even finishing like a college assignment could be a big deal but there are people out there who are doing way better and uh, not comparing not being jealous here just talking about a general emotion that all of us face see this is the thing about this podcast right we just acknowledge all the emotions here there's no right or wrong so sometimes even though I am not saying that being a content creator is not difficult or those people don't have their set of problems it is just so natural when you're sitting here struggling to finish a college assignment to see somebody on Instagram reels like going out on trips and you're like did I miss out on something all of us I think we grew up in the YouTube age so when we were younger YouTube was a pretty big deal I grew up watching YouTube like from Lily Singh to like somebody like Alicia Marie like those back to school videos like those comedy rants those types of people videos to like Shane Dawson, Emma Chamberlain James Charles like all of that I, I've Jake Paul Logan Paul all of these people I like, we are watching them and back then YouTube was a pretty big deal and I also wanted to be a YouTuber because these people at such a young age they were making so much money they had such huge houses they had like their own businesses so I don't know why I'm ranting about being a content creator but you get the point right when you see other people achieve so much at a young age uh, it's sometimes Strikes you not even just social media. I remember those shows like on television, like uh, the Indian Idol or the Sari Pa, Little Champs or DID and everything. And especially because I was a kid when I saw little kids on that show, I was like, I wish my parents also had put me into like some sort of hobby classes where I would have taken them seriously and I could have also gone to, on to become like a reality show star. I know this is a little off topic, but let's talk about hobby classes for a second and what an interesting concept that is. <laughs> You know, like growing up, you had to be part of a hobby class, right? Like a dance class or a music class or painting class. And sometimes you would have those hobby classes in school or you would join them outside. And I think it's a beautiful concept. In fact, as an adult, that's something we should all do. Because at least then, even though with school, school was so so much easier, right? Like it um, gave us the opportunity to be more creative. We still had this other thing that we would pursue as a hobby and we would have fun doing as an adult you stop going to hobby classes and there's no hobby per se right like either it is a profession or it's like oh i have to do this because everybody is doing or i have to make money out of this so as adults i think uh, it would be so fun if we just took so hobby classes as seriously and as for fun sake as we did back in the days one thing that i think i struggle with and probably you guys struggle with too is we don't take a hobby as a hobby. Very quickly, especially as an adult, it turns into a competition. Either it's like, "Oh, I have to make money out of it," or I have to post it on social media, or it has to gain validation. If it is not in front of people's eyes, what's the purpose, right? Like nobody is really painting for themselves. When we were kids, it was just like we would fill out our sketchbooks, but as an adult that doesn't happen. I don't know. This is not like on my um, mind to talk about, but kind of freeball in here. I know, free is the wrong term. <laughs> it's very difficult to pursue art unambitiously when you're an adult. Very difficult, right? Like, you rarely even appreciate art unambitiously. Like, you look at something and you're like, I also have to create this. I also have to do this you kind of lose it. And especially with social media. Yeah. Everything, not that everything is on social media. It's very difficult to do something unambitiously or just like for the sake of doing it or just enjoying the process. Anyway, coming back to the hobby classes, I went to a few hobby classes. I am pretty sure you have definitely been part of one at least. I took, I did Kathak for like a couple of months. I used to do the winter hobby classes things. I did theater once. I also tried my hands at karate, but oh boy, I absolutely sucked it. <laughs> and uh, I had this terrible habit of quitting if I didn't like it honestly like I would give it some time but if my heart was not at it I would dread going and I would start making excuses and my parents were like nice enough to give me that space that if you know, just let it be and let it go which might not sound very nice because it means that you know you easily give up but sometimes I think it is nice to have that space to leave when you're not liking it because then it makes you feel like okay I have the power to decide if I'm not liking it I don't want to do it but I I quit karate I I couldn't do it also because I, I started taking karate classes again the, this was one thing I when I started taking karate classes when I was in like what ninth tenth standard right and I told my mother everybody there is younger everybody my age already has like a black belt or like you know, they're at higher levels. I should have gone to Karate younger. Now, looking back at it, had I gone then, I would have thought, oh, that would have been way better. You know, like, as now, now I feel like I'm old now to get Karate classes. So, back then, also the same thought kept pestering me. You know, that everybody at my level is younger and people my age have done way more. So, I quit. Anyways, another point that terrifies me about being an adult is decision making. Oh boy, I am so indecisive. I cannot tell you. Like when I was younger, it took me a lot of time to decide on which flavor of lace I had to pick. I mean, now we are at home, I do in the office. Se kya hota ki, should I take a metro or should I go buy an auto or should I get a cab? It's a lot of stuff to decide on and when you're an adult, you constantly have to make decisions. I think for me, why decision making is very difficult is because I like to know all the variables and the subjects involved and that naturally doesn't happen. If that it was that easy, things would have been easier. But I, I just, I don't want to, I don't know, I fear making a wrong decision. So decision making is definitely something that I absolutely suck at and Now that I'm an adult, it terrifies me. I do this weird thing where like I have a laugh coming in and I stop it. And then it just pops out at the end of my sentence (laughs) like this. (laughs) It's fun to grow older because, uh, you know, you have more choice. You have more freedom. You can live your life as you wish to. When we were younger, uh, I think everything was like laid out. School and then college. But now after this, like, yes, of course society has certain expectations but you can literally take a call and you can literally do whatever you wish to if you've enough money and time for it and the dedication but um, I also remember when I was younger I hated taking naps I've never slept during the day until and unless I was sick I've never slept during the day because I was like I'm gonna miss out on something and like why would you sleep during the day it's like so boring I wish I could get that ability back because now I'm sleepy throughout I hate to uh, accept this but I woke up at 12 today I'm recording this at 5 in the evening I woke up at 12 today and I just had a really heavy lunch and oh boy do I feel like going back to sleep again this is what adulting is (laughs) anyway growing older is a part of life that is how just things work whenever i get a little tired of adulting i always tell myself that there are a lot of first-time experiences that i have to look forward to that are going to be very exciting like for example when i buy my first house that is going to be very fun when i buy my first set of curtains that i'm going to put up In my house, that is going to be fun, you know, so we have a lot of first time experiences that are worth it and that makes adulting worth it. Abhi liye I will put my rant on adulting at a halt because we have the segment called What Are They Thinking Over. This is a segment where we get people, interesting people, or dignitaries, or people who are doing fun things in their fields on the show and they talk about things they overthink about. And it's fun and interesting to know what other people are overthinking about. It also makes you feel less insane. In today's episode, we have the founder of Tap On, Dhruv Jolly and uh, he is going to give us all the insights about what entrepreneurs overthink about i don't know about you guys but like for me entrepreneurs i always look at them like as these people who have everything together you know they're constantly making decisions like they don't have the time to overthink right but uh, you'll be surprised and you would also like to hear how they manage it so so have fun listening to the segment i will meet you on the other end
1: What are they thinking over?
0: So I have to obviously start with a very basic question. What do you as an entrepreneur usually overthink about?
1: You know, this is a very tricky question to start. Like, you know, we keep on overthinking everything. To be honest, every day I think that am I doing this wrong? Am I doing that wrong? So that keeps on going. So from my everyday plans to long term plans to campaign plans, everything happens like that
0: that makes me wonder like see overthinking usually in a professional backdrop would be considered as a very negative trait then how do you make sure that that overthinking remains productive throughout
1: i don't think so in an entrepreneur life or in a founder life overthinking can go negative in fact when you overthink like not always but yeah sometimes it works for a better for a longer time where okay this is something which could have been done better and that's when you start thinking it out that's when you go more detail more deep into it and sometimes you get to you know come up with good solutions onto that
0: so it's better to just overthink rather than just acting on impulse
1: founder's point of view overthinking is something which we don't want to do it but it comes with the blood of the game only future is very unpredictable when you start your own thing you won't be able to sleep until you are not able to sleep you are not a founder (laughs) so that sleep basically is that overthinking thoughts only right which keeps you awake
0: there are probably a lot of people who are listening to this who want to become entrepreneurs or want to get into entrepreneurship so do you have any advice for these people
1: after a lot of mistakes burning huge amount in, from my pockets and all I realized one thing um, listen to your gut feeling don't spend too much time on thinking like it's better to you know just take a step and then see what it responds Sometimes it happens like you keep on thinking a lot And by the time you come to that action point The train has already left Competition is too tough The market is too tough Like you might think that your idea is unique But there will be 10 different people Who will be working on that same idea That happens think into it because it's a, it can be a major decision to your life but don't spend so much time on thinking just launch it up and then that's where the market will only respond to you and will update you that what they need and what they don't need
0: and how do you deal with all the negative thoughts that overthinking like?
1: it, it brings you it brings you a good lethargic feeling one thing is that I'm a big bhakt of shiv just believe in karma everything will come to you second thing is that you are seeing 10 negative points there try to find two three positive points also
0: the entrepreneurial world in india currently has changed a lot in the few years what is like the must-have checklist for new entrepreneurs
1: be open to feedbacks be open to changes because a lot of time it happens that you know the market is constantly upgrading itself and constantly changing the needs of cons- customers or uh, consumers are also uh, you know uh, changing so you can't rely on one thing so you have to be very adoptive in nature that whatever is coming to you you take that feedback and try to implement this as soon as yes. as possible
0: do you also want to enlighten our audience with tap on
1: with tap on we are basically introducing a smarter way to network and an efficient way to connect with people, where we are actually replacing these paper cards and uh, introducing smart products which are basically backed by NFC technology. So to give you a little bit thought on NFC technology, so it's, it's very similar to how Bluetooth technology works and uh, it's been enabled to on almost all the latest smartphones now. The full form of it is Neo Field Communication. So it's basically an hardware to software communication where you can just transfer any information through a tap to anyone. Through our application, you are able to set up your whole profile upload your all your contact details update your business details uh, link all your social media profiles whatever information any any of our users want to share with their people once their profile is set up they can activate our smart products through our application and now whenever they are going and meeting with anyone instead of handing over a paper visiting card they just have to tap our smart product on their phone and the other users doesn't need any application or any software for that as soon as the tap happens automatically the profile opens up on their phone
0: in today's age where everything is digital and people are in such a rush i think tap on is such a cool concept like you just have to tap your card and they have all the information i got my tap on card recently and i was in the office it's pretty cool it looks also very nice and i went around the office like tapping everybody's phones and they were like oh this is pretty cool so like we had a lot of fun with that
1: it's a sustainable and a smarter decision to make you create a very unique impression in front of the people because it's still yes. very new to the market
0: right paper visiting cards once you take it then it disappears the next time like you have no idea where it goes if
1: you go to bombay particularly the these chart centers and all you will see them that they have replaced the you know the plastic spoons and they have started using these visiting cards as a spoon
0: More sustainable, more cost efficient and also will give you better results and is also pretty cool to carry around. Do you have any last words you would like to say to our audience?
1: Start with a very basic product or a very basic idea, which doesn't cost you much money or resources, but at least puts you out in the market.
0: Well, that is it for this episode, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the episode. I always appreciate the time that you give to me and you give to the show. If you enjoyed, don't forget to follow so that we can stay in touch and also leave a review that really helps and you can also reach out to me on Instagram my Instagram username is OSHI which is Ocean It Is and if you have anything to say or any reviews or feedback to share you can DM me there I will see you next week with another episode take care have fun adulting and I will see you soon chalo bye